Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. This week's episode is a fun one. Corey Stout's story is absolutely amazing. Um, he's gone from selling watches on Groupon. In fact, on one day he actually sold 7,000 watches and what should have been cause for celebration in fact had disastrous consequences. Uh, so that's sort of where he started and now he's running the biggest wood frame sunglasses brand on Amazon. He's got a very small team comprising of himself, his mum and a VA, Dora, in the Philippines and together they turn over about $3 million a year selling on Amazon with a very profitable range of products. And he also shares his three tips for newbies, for growth sellers, and for sellers who are smashing it, as well as a cool new launch technique, which he's been using recently, which is uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Now, Corey is hoping to come along to the upcoming India sourcing trip of 2022, and I'm so excited to be invited back by Megla as a coach again this year. So please join me and dozens of other Amazon and e-commerce sellers in, on the experience of a lifetime in New Delhi on the 12th through to the 19th of October, 2022. Register for your obligation-free interest by heading over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash India. Corey might also be coming to the Amazon Collective, which is a mastermind of six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon sellers. Regina and I are holding another. Block out the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st of July, 2022, to join a small group of big Australian Amazon sellers to mastermind and take your business to the whole new level. Uh, international speakers Amy Weiss, Paul Barron, and of course, uh, the bearded one, Norm Farrar, are flying in to participate. They're absolutely unmissable, these folks. So to learn more and apply for a spot, head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash collective. And I'm offering private coaching still. So head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me. And don't forget to join my Facebook group. Uh, you know what to do with that. I'm not even going to tell you. All right, let's get on with this week's show with Corey Stout. Stout to the microphone, to the show. Welcome, Corey. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me. Congratulations, 126 episodes. Commitment to excellence. <laughs> Those 126 episodes have taken me about four years to create, so I'm only doing knocking out about 25 to 30 episodes a year, mate, so it's not that great. <laughs> I'm trying to... You're doing it. I'm at, I'm at zero. I wish I was at 126. Uh, yeah, the first one was pretty fun. Hey, um. I'm really excited to talk to you today because you've really smashed it with e-commerce and I really want to dig back into your story of how you got started in e-commerce. It was probably a good bite 10 or 12 years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 or 12. So what was the impetus? Like what got you started sort of selling online and, and doing all those things? What got me started? My friend Mike uh, moved to Guangzhou, China in 2010. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. was the pioneer. He went out there, he started teaching English, he started looking around and figuring out what was going on. So he called me and said, Corey, you got to get out here and just be a part of this. All right. So I went out there and I figured out, wow, this is where the world makes stuff. And uh, this is really a, a innovative place. I mean, they're coming out with new products all the time. And then mm. a couple of weeks later, I would see those products on Kickstarter or on Groupon or uh, like a new Shopify landing page. So I, I saw what people were doing, e-commerce 
you know, this, but China was a very important part of that. So <laughs> I jumped in with watches and I, wow. I signed up for a big commerce store mm-hmm. way back when. Yeah. And, uh, I got it figured out where I was one of the first products to be sold on Groupon. At that time, Groupon was spas, restaurants, uh, yeah. Places to get your haircut. That's right. It was more services based, wasn't it? It was all services. Yeah. 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 And then I set up, uh, actually like a Google form for people to redeem their Groupons on my site. And it was, it was, uh, it was glued together. It wasn't a very, uh, efficient software system, but I got it done and started selling a couple hundred things on Groupon. And then it got too big. I got 7,000 orders in one day <laughs> thanks to a Groupon. Jesus. And I did not have that I didn't have that much product. I didn't have a fulfillment service capable of doing more than 100 or 200 orders a day, so I was completely swamped <sighs> right before Christmas. No customer service department. I had 5,000 unread emails from customers, so I just shut it down and then started Woody's. And started Woody's. Oh, my God. So does that mean, though, that you've got 5,000 people that didn't end up with a watch? Is that what happened in the end? Probably about half. Half of the 7,000 did not get a watch. But Groupon wow. still paid me, which was a lucky break. I think I tanked their their stock price that uh, <laughs> that, that holiday season. I saw it on CNBC. Groupon, Groupon stock tanks based on higher than expected return rates. I saw that headline. Oh, okay. Was that, that me. yeah, go, go, mate? Okay, so but when you were over in Guangzhou, did you go to the you know, was a Canton Fair a thing at that time? I can't remember, and it must have been in 2010. Oh, yeah, Canton Fair was mm. there, it was huge, and yeah. but I, I could recognize pretty quickly if everyone has complete access to every product, it's going to be hard for anybody to stand out. So, yep. when I started Woody's, I really mm. tried to, I thought, okay, what can I do that some random Chinese guy can't do? Yeah, and that's uh, inject uh, personality, charisma, and uh, you know a brand in, yeah. onto these products. So I try to give Woody's uh, a distinction. Yeah, and as the years have gone on, that distinction has really set us apart from any other wood sunglasses seller. You know, these days you can sense a Chinese created brand just by hearing the word. Mm-hmm. It's like. They use weird combinations of like P's and Q's and yeah. XIAO and they just the way their word the way they fit the words together for their brands, you can yeah. just you can tell. And sure uh, can. people people want to shop with um, you know, products that aren't like aren't like that. That's exactly right. So the explain to the listeners what Woody's are. Okay. All right. Woody's are simply wood sunglasses. So Sunglasses where either the temples or the entire temples in frame are made mm-hmm. from bamboo, walnut, ebony wood, rosewood, zebra wood, something called rainbow wood that we mm. use. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, it's just uh, it's a more eco-friendly way to build sunglasses and yes. they're also lighter, more comfortable. Sometimes they float. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, it's a, twist. It's a twist. I mean, everybody has sunglasses. Everybody loses their sunglasses, breaks them all the time. I mean, sunglasses are are everywhere. They sure are. Um, and they scratch the lenses, you know, obviously, and so people are replacing yeah. them all the time. So what what gave you the idea, though, for the wooden frames, the wooden um, arms on, on the, you know, on the actual glasses themselves? 
Yeah, so I can't say that was my idea. That was uh-huh. just another thing that was kind of bubbling up in China was uh-huh. people starting to make glasses out of wood. And at first, they were completely made out of wood. They were super fragile. They would break all the time. A lot of warranty problems. So then sure. I I said, hey, let's make the frame out of plastic and just the temples out of wood. And yeah. that became the first really runaway success that Woody's had. Before that, Woody's was full bamboo glasses and they would constantly break, constantly need a warranty or break like during shipping or shortly after the customer got them, just take one little drop and then they're cracked. But now, now we're putting like wire frames, like inside the wood to prevent them from cracking. It's a million things we do, but yeah, I I was there early and and now the product's really matured and, and now it's a hit. So what about the branding as well? Sort of how did you build the brand? To, to the point that it is now because it's a big, big brand. Like it is probably the world's number one global wooden sunglass brand, right? How yeah, did you do yeah, that over so. the last 10 years and what was your sort of strategy around building the you know the profile for the brand? When I first started it, I just came up with the name Woody's. It sounded nice and yeah. I just had a little little inspiration of like vintage beach. I didn't even know what that quite meant, but I just mm. vintage beach sounded good. And then my cousin got me into restoring classic cars. And cool. we found a Woody in Oklahoma that was sitting in a barn for 20 years and we we rescued it and we started working on it. We redid the wood. Mm-hmm. And then so I was like, well, this is what Woody's should really be, is this connection to like classic American automobiles. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. A, per- it's a perfect fit because they have wood on the sides. You know, it's a the car is a tool, but the car is also a work of art because it's made of wood. It has these accents. Yeah. And uh, so that... That let me. That gave me the inspiration. It was. It became interesting yeah, to yeah. to expand the brand, and that was when I saw social media taking off. That's when I hired Kendall Jenner to do a photo shoot for my brand. Wow. Uh, that's when I figured out that content is the thing that moves people. Right. We're we're visual yeah. creatures. We see colors and faces that we recognize, and we see scenes we recognize. The the, the photos that we use for our brands are are a lens through which the customer can can feel our story of our life. Absolutely. And, they, and, they, and people are trying to say, do do the business owners embody the brand that they're representing? And mm-hmm. people want to see that. Absolutely. Well, you certainly do. You're the coolest person I've ever interviewed on the show. So there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's no, no awesome. doubt about that. Awesome. Um, yeah, so... So we've we've launched Woody's what year? Around 2014, 15, somewhere around there, is that right? 2012, 2013, oh, okay. somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. And then that's so that's lot you've got your social media stuff going, I'm assuming you've got Facebook, you've got an e-commerce website. Were you still on big e- big commerce or did you switch over to say Shopify? Switch, what? switch over to Shopify. Um, yeah. two years after I started. Yeah, cool. And then when did you actually start to sell on Amazon? I would say five or six years ago. Okay, so that's that's sort of around the 2016-ish sort of? Yeah. Some, yeah, that's 2016, right. 2017, because we're recording, what is it, May of 2022 at the moment. 2022. Interesting. Yeah. How, did, how did things sort of take off on Amazon for you? Uh, I got my stuff on the FBA, mm-hmm. and, and, I was, and I was just watching it trickle in. Well, this... This story, this story will knock your socks off. This, yeah, I think on, this had go. a big impact. Let's do it. So uh, I, had, I had about 2,000 pairs of my all bamboo glasses. Right. And 
on Amazon, those were getting some one-star reviews because sometimes they would arrive broken. Sometimes mm-hmm. they would break easily. It was not, it was a fine product. It was like, it's a, it was a beautiful product, but it was too fragile yeah. to like really last on Amazon because right. it's going to cost, you know, one-star reviews are terrible. You can't, yeah. you can't recover from those. No. So, uh, I was at a friend's house mm-hmm. and I was sleeping on his couch in San Diego and mm-hmm. it was his birthday. And as a birthday present, I decided to make him a 99% off discount code. Right. And uh, and then give it to him. So that way I could still get credit for a sale. He could leave a review, but he would get a free pair of glasses for his birthday. Sounds good. You might you might know where this story is headed. I do, because uh, I think the same things happened to me. But anyway, let's compare notes. Oh let's so I didn't click I didn't unclick the button that yeah. says remove from detail, detail page. page or yeah. However it was phrased. So yeah. I put 99% off, no uh-huh. restrictions on quantity, no limits. No. Yeah. And within a couple minutes, the the internet totally sold me out of glasses. Bought, yeah. bought me out at yeah. 99% off. So I was losing yeah. money on every sale. Uh, I didn't realize it for 36 hours because I just couldn't wrap my head around what had happened. Yeah. And my mom analyzed where all the orders were. And one person had ordered 600 pairs just to their address. And that was a couple hours away in uh, in between San Diego and L.A. Right. So I got on the train and <laughs> yes. I staked out their house for two days <laughs> waiting for that big carton to arrive. <laughs> and, the, and the big carton arrived and I knocked on the door and these two kids answered. They're like uh-huh. eight, 16, 17 years old. They were like, this is what we do. We, we find mistake uh, coupon offers cards. on Amazon. And yeah. We buy them out and we resell them. Uh-huh. And I was like, and I was like, guys, I'm, I'm going to need those glasses back. And they were like, totally, man, we'll, we'll give it back to you. We thought you were like a huge company or something. We didn't, you know, we didn't realize. So, yeah. Uh, so I got those glasses back. Now, at that time, all my metrics on Amazon showed like super yeah. seller, right? Yeah. Like all yeah. my metrics yeah. were just juiced yeah. up. Yeah. I put those glasses back for sale. Yeah. My, I'm ranking like yeah. crazy. Yeah. So then I sold through those and, and got some money back. And then I used that capital to buy what's my best seller now, which is walnut Walnuts. temples and yeah. plastic frame. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot cheaper to produce, a lot more durable, and yeah. I can still get a really good margin on them. So that I've sold probably 300,000 of just that particular style since then. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the number one sort of wooden sunglasses on, on Amazon. You know, I was yeah. absolutely amazed when we, we had a bit of a chat a few weeks ago, didn't we, when you're in Paris and we'll talk yeah. about your digital nomad lifestyle in a minute, but um, I think every time I've spoken to you, it's either been like you've been in South Africa or wherever. But anyway, um, and today we're, we're talking from Venice in California. So that's mm-hmm. Venice Beach, which is super exciting as well, at your home. Um, that's right. right on. And what was I going to say? So I've actually oh, you, totally... You were, you were amazed at that one listing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. Just the size of your Amazon business is amazing. And um, yeah, just a credit to you really over, over the years that you've been able to build that. And very similar story though, mate, where I used to sell sleep masks on the internet and I did the same thing where I where I didn't check the detail page button, that, that hidden radio yeah. checkbox button and I ended up with a 99% discount coupon as well that went out and I lost, yeah. I don't know how much you lost, but I lost 40, at the time actually it was 53,000 US dollars worth of inventory at retail price Yeah, and I managed to get Amazon to cancel the, the orders uh, for the the rem- anyway, it ended up being forty-two thousand dollars worth of inventory. Plus, there was yeah you know, the FBA fees on top. Right. All up, 
all up in one hour, I lost 45,000 US. Yeah. Oh my Just, gosh. It's, yeah. So, it's so it, easy. It's so it, easy to have. Well, it happens to the best of us. And it, later on, I was sharing that war story with um, Andy Slammons from Amazing Freedom. I don't know if you know Andy, but um, he's, he's a good mm-hmm. mate of mine. And uh, he, he had a very similar experience. He, I think he lost about $80,000. Of inventory, but the, I live in Australia. At the time, I was actually living in Hong Kong, so there's no way I was going to stake out someone's house in San Diego where, where right. that happened. I was cooked. Right. So, but anyway, that's enough. Yeah. So, um, but, but congratulations for being able to recover from that and you know, sit, you. sleeping in your Thank car you. and waiting for yeah. waiting for a, a box lot of money goes to mom. She kind of like talked me back up. She's like, "Okay, this yeah. is this is this is a challenge, and we're uh-huh. gonna get through this." And yeah. Oh, I, I almost had a breakdown. I thought that's it. I've kind of bankrupted my business, and I'm gonna have to go back to and get a job. But yeah. um, t- let's talk about your mum because she's she works very heavily. Well, she's very heavily yeah. involved in the business, right? So, um, how did that happen? How did mum get involved? Uh, so I would go back to Tulsa for Christmas and most holidays, mm-hmm. and uh, I would just have my laptop and that one time with Groupon where I was just slamming my head against the keyboard. Mm. all throughout the Christmas holiday. And she keeps coming in the room like, what is going on? And I'm just like, I, I'm completely overwhelmed. Mm. I have a, I have a business that could be viable, but I'm trying to do everything, accounting, social media management, Mm. customer service, sourcing, fulfillment, logistics. Like I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. And I, she said, she was uh, finishing up a job in the oil industry. And she said, well, what if I pitched in and helped answer some customer service emails? Oh. I said, that would be amazing. Please. Yeah. So up to that point, my customer service approach would probably be described as adversarial. I, I saw it as a zero sum game. Any refund or warranty they were getting was less money I was keeping. Yeah. And yeah. I was losing customers. I was getting one star reviews. I was not, it's not my specialty. I'm. Since then, I'm a lot more empathetic and uh, mm-hmm. understanding. But at that point, I hadn't developed that, that yeah. skill yet. Mm. It is a skill. So, yeah. So mom jumped in and she was just extra super nice to people. And she even had the idea. She's like, Corey, you know, these glasses don't cost that much to produce. We sell them for a lot of money. And when people have a, a warranty issue, we just, don't need them to mail it all the way back here. And then we're going to look at it and be like, yep, it's broken. And then send them a new one. Let's just cut out some steps, save some time yeah. and just uh, make people, people happy. happy. You know, mm. it's, it's the Amazon approach, customer centric. So totally. our customer service policy looked a lot more like Amazon's after that. And mm-hmm. mom has flipped at least a thousand customers from irate yeah. to Loyal. Yeah, loyal and brand advocates, and it yeah. makes life. I know it's painful, and and I get that whole adversarial stuff because occasionally you do get a customer that you just you'll never make happy, and this is not a lot of point. But it helps everything in your business from your social media feedback and everything that's happening in your you know on your on your Facebook page, whatever fan sort of base you've got, and Instagram, whatever. But um, mm-hmm. all the way through to, you know, yeah, being able to switch people, irate customers into raving fans who will follow you for life because you've, mm-hmm. you know, you've done the right thing. So yeah. good on your mum. Kudos to her. She's amazing. And she's still yeah. working with you, yeah? She, uh, she has since taken over most responsibilities. So in the last 18 months, I've, I've shifted a lot of my focus. I'm, I'm painting. I'm learning the saxophone. I'm trying to expand in some other ways. 
sure. uh, outside the entrepreneurship arena. I've invested in a couple of friends' companies and they're, they're on their journey building an e-commerce store. But uh, basically, I just told mom, here's how you submit a purchase order. Uh-huh. Here's how you arrange international shipping. Yeah. Here's how you ship from our warehouse 3PL yeah. into Amazon FBA. Yep. And then, uh, as yeah, she knows she knows that step. So she mm. yeah, supply chain start to finish. I still have to manage a lot of things that are she just doesn't want to deal with, and she kind of. Yeah. You know, the things that she doesn't want to deal with, I should probably stop doing because it's a simple enough business. And some of the things I do are really like extracurricular, extraneous, you know, not not part of that core thing. And sure, um, sure. She, she handles a lot. What's that card? You have an amazing insert card that says, contact my mom yeah. or something. What, what does it say again? I can't remember. Yeah, it's like for the best customer service experience, email my mom. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, I love that. It's just instant family business you know yeah. just yeah that that really approachable um it's the best insert card i've ever seen that's fantastic well and and people uh people contact in mm. with a lot more uh courtesy right like no yeah. one that's a good no, point we all know that everyone like everyone's someone's mom right like you know when yeah. we're talking to someone we forget there's a real human on the other end of yeah. that email address or that that phone number to call. So yeah, just yeah. a real reminder, like, hey, before you submit this sunglasses warranty, you're talking to my mom. So yeah, I'm correct. Yeah, that's right. Come with your with your best manners. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your revenues looking like at the moment? Can you are you happy to share that um, one? Yeah, somewhere in between two and three million uh, this year. We're on that's for. outrageous, and that's. So with the combination of those sorts of revenues and your mum helping you, have you got anybody else helping? I have a virtual assistant. Her name uh-huh. is Nona. Shout out Nona. She's in the Philippines. She nice. does some uh, administrative tasks, data processing, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so just the three of you really. But so between mm-hmm. you, your mum, and your VA, so what was her name again? Nona. Nona. Nona, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's enabled you now to to travel quite freely in the last few months or even 18 months. I think you you uh, traveled the world years, pretty much, years, haven't you? There was a five-year period. I had no home, no couch, no car. I wasn't yeah. paying rent anywhere in the world. I was just uh, at a suitcase and a backpack. Uh-huh. And I had a spreadsheet of 100 items. And I, I knew which 100 items I had at all times. This was... 100 items for the whole planet earth that, that was my yeah my earthly possessions okay yeah. and then where did you end up like what countries did you travel to can you remember uh, well, them all? i would kind of make my way west just in like a a, a circle so i went around mm-hmm. the world twice uh so heading starting west my favorite city hong kong uh same into china to meet suppliers and and do what i got to do there yeah uh, bali all over Thailand, Vietnam, yeah, uh, Cambodia, Cambodia, yeah. and then getting into India and uh, Dubai, uh-huh. all over Europe. A uh, couple summers in Brazil, Colombia, Costa Rica for sure, Mexico. Gosh. Those are my, those are my solid ones. I'm, I'm definitely over, overextended on like tropical places. I'd like to visit some cold places and see <laughs> just what's going on. What am I missing? Yeah, Scandinavia, but, uh, maybe. That was, that was excellent. I mean, I read 
uh, Tim Ferriss, the four hour work week early yep. on. Yeah. The and Bible. Mm. There were a lot of principles that I was, uh, that I was starting to realize, but then I read that book and they crystallized mm. and I'm like, yeah. this, this is the plan. You know, it wasn't yep. brand new information, but it was, it was, uh, it gave it so much credibility. And so I leaned into that and every decision I made for the company was, you know, how can I pursue this goal of freedom? Cause yeah. we don't want to have money. We want to exercise freedom in our decision-making. That's right. So I really kept that as, as my North star. And what's great about an Amazon business is you get rich before you ever have cash in your pocket. Right. So mm-hmm. I was growing in Amazon, mm-hmm. but I never had cash to make stupid decisions because all my money went back in. Plus I had to pull out some, some debt to finance the next round of growth. Yeah. yeah. So that was, three, you know, you have to have three good cycles of orders. So like you have to have an order in production, an order over the ocean on its way to you, mm-hmm. a full order in your warehouse, and then a, 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 a season's worth of orders in Amazon. That's a year worth of inventory. Yeah. So it's expensive. It takes a few cycles to get set up like that. That's right. But what you're doing is you're building an asset, like a big one, big asset. Yeah. And we can maybe talk about a potential exit as well. Is there any plans at any stage in the near future mm-hmm. or? distant future to ever exit the business or yeah or no, no no it's too much time to run I, I think about it all the time i got some friends that own businesses and we all talk yeah. about what that would be like and once you sell something you're yeah. just another guy with money but when you own something mm. you're that guy that owns something and that's, that's right that's that's priceless i mean you, you couldn't even value that in a sale correctly yeah so it's, it's, it's funny. It's, fun. it's funny you bring that up because I did sell my brand, my main brand, a couple of years ago. I really miss it. It's funny. Yeah. Like there was money that came out of that sale, of course, but yeah, it's. Uh, I kind of miss that baby, and um, yeah. you know, something that I built up over twenty years. And yeah, no one really talks about after the exit. The um, well, there are a couple of books that have been written about after the exit. I think there was uh, there was the guys from Dynamite Circle from Tropical MBA. Um, Okay. And just having a mental blank on their names. This is shocking. Um, but yeah, one of them wrote a book about after the exit, which he interviewed uh, dozens of, of high-profile entrepreneurs who'd sold and exited their business and asked them what their experience was like post-exit. A lot of them were just pretty depressed, <laughs> actually really missing the the hustle and the bustle yeah. and, the, and that whole, you know, there was this sort of sense of, huzzah, I've done it. Like I've, I've you know, it's all my dreams have come true. Um, yeah. But now what? You know, do I start again or do no, I just go off I mean, on the golf course? Or, yeah, we're, we're entrepreneurs. This is our baby. We, we, it is. The reason you build a company is to build your personal version of utopia. You're saying, yeah. this is how I wish the world was. Is That's like right. This. You know, I built that with Woody's. I want, I want every company in the world to be like this. This is the type of company I want to deal with. So, yeah, yeah our, our identities are wrapped up. Yeah. And then especially they? my mom. She she derives a lot of satisfaction and uh, mm. and glory out of out of what she does. She yeah she doesn't get as much credit, but she knows she deserves it, and I I make sure uh, I tell her. That's great. Your mum's the best, <laughs> and you can't buy time, right? So yeah, that's the freedom that this sort of a business creates yeah. for us, which is amazing. What's the split in revenue uh, between Amazon and your website? Is your website ticking along okay as well? It's okay. I I wouldn't mm-hmm. miss it that much. I mean, it's ninety five percent Amazon, five yeah. percent on my own website. 
but I, uh, I've had the number one Google search term for wood sunglasses for a long time. And on my product pages, I allow people to really effortlessly click through to Amazon because Mm. if you get a sale on Google, it contributes to you being a higher ranking for search terms, SEO. But if you get a sale on Amazon, that really leads to more reviews and then more reviews lead to more searches, more keywords, Mm. more hits, higher conversion rate. And so just the, the effect of an additional sale on Amazon is so much greater. Um, yeah. You know, when it's you're, a when you're a really high Amazon seller, your job is to win mm. the algorithm, right? You're a, that's right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a massager of algorithms and that's <laughs> whoever, whoever gets the favor of the algorithm gets the yeah. proceeds. Absolutely. Yeah. You just keep the algorithm happy and everything else falls into place, mm-hmm. doesn't it? One of the, you have lots and lots of styles as well of sunglasses that you offer in at Woody's. Um, How do you come up with the new styles? How often do you release a new style or or variation, I guess, on on the theme? Yeah, I'll I'll see sunglasses in the wild and I'll ask people where they got them. And sometimes I'll buy a sample and and bring a sack full of styles to China. And they'll tell me if they have something similar because it's it's difficult to reinvent the wheel sometimes. But if they, Hmm. I mean, sunglasses have been around for a long time, unless you're making really, really designer $500 glasses type of thing, mm. then mm. most styles under the sun have already had some history. You know, fashion cyclical, yeah. it comes in and out. You know, cat eye, aviators, wayfarers. Uh, That's right. It, it, it's, it's coming back. So it, so yeah. I just keep all styles available for all seasons all the time. You know, I got a friend who's in fast fashion and I see right. him working so hard constantly he's every two weeks he's got a whole new collection and i'm like uh, man why don't you just like I, I ask him like what what's your best seller and he's like well this is our best seller and uh, i'm like well uh how long have you been selling it well just a couple months and then we got to retire it <laughs> i'm like no just keep it forever ever and, and is he's that like, possible no, man, we, gotta, we gotta stay fresh we gotta stay fresh we gotta stay fresh okay uh, that sounds like a lot of work to me it's all so you're <laughs> so, so it sounds like you're almost um, doing this these releases of new styles in batches, kind of like the four hour work week, which is one of the one of the recommendations that Tim makes is to batch your work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. When we do a new set of styles, it's usually five at a time. Yeah, right, so, right. How many have you got at the moment? Do you think about a hundred? Wow, that's a lot. Hundred variations. Lot of, they're yeah. not all styles, but like if it's one style in a different wood, five different woods, that counts yeah. as five. And then if it's one style with uh-huh. uh, red lenses or blue lenses or green lenses or purple lenses, those all count as styles. So yeah. it's say, you know, 30 different styles and then another 70 variations on those styles. And you've got to keep track of all of those SKUs and have their sell-through rate and reordering and all of that. All of that. that sounds like a hell of a lot of work. That yeah. must be the work that Noni does, yeah, in, in the Philippines, I'm assuming. Is that right? I, I designed a, a Google spreadsheet yeah uh called the master inventory sheet right. and using a software called gorilla roi right uh, i'm able to pull a lot of data from amazon's api right. and uh, i have formulas set up so my weekly sales yeah. informs how many weeks of inventory i have in fba right and when that gets below a certain level it triggers mm-hmm. A, a notification for my mom to drip in Raise inventory it. from the warehouse inventory. Yeah. And then there's another 
uh, equation that says if the warehouse inventory gets too low, it's time to submit an order with the supplier. Yeah. So that yeah. way the three the three buckets uh, stay full. That's really clever. So that's Gorilla API. Okay, so I'm going to put a show note, um, a link in the show notes for this week's episode, people. So 126. So if you go to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash 126, uh, you'll get all the show notes and a link to Woody's and, and Amazon and all that stuff and Corey as well. So, yeah, thanks. Um, India, you mentioned you, you've been to India. It's one of your favourite places. Are you interested in coming with me and Megla and on the India sourcing trip in October? Are you free in October to come over to India with me? Hey, hell out. yeah. Sounds great. What are we sourcing? Just whatever uh, we find? We, yeah, we are. We're just on a, I think there's about anywhere between 40 and maybe 60 people, I think, that are going and a lot of them from oh, Australia wow. and some from the UK and in the United States, everywhere. Uh, I went a couple of years ago in 2019, just before the plague hit and uh, it was just yeah. a most amazing trip. So just up in New Delhi. So yeah, see if you can oh, uh, see if you can make your way. Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Put me in. Put me in. I'll let Megla know. And, yeah, she, she can. Uh, okay. You can chat chat to Megla. She's amazing. One really, really cool. dear friend of mine. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. So, do you, are you a member of Dynamite Circle, the digital nomad I'm group? Not, I'm not. I was a member with uh, what's Andrew Udarian? What's his club? Ah, oh, that's e- the e-commerce fuel. Fuel. That's it. Yeah. No fuel. I was a member of that for a while. I really. Yeah. I'm. I'm not as on the pulse of like the cutting edge of, of e-commerce as I used to be. I mean, I used to just eat that stuff up. You know, yeah. if there was a Breakfast, new lunch, software dinner. service, I was jumping in on it. You know, I was uh, any any new Shopify app or any new yeah. plug-in. You know, plug-in, I was on it. Yeah. But yeah. I've lost a little touch with that. Um, who would you say most of your listeners are? Um, be, like people that haven't quite started their business yet, people that are in, in motion with their business, trying to grow it. Who would you say the the core and maybe i could come up with a message that could yeah this is this would be fantastic so i can tell you for a fact that's it's almost everybody so it's everybody who there are folks that are interested in starting on amazon so a lot of my coaching students have maybe heard the podcast and started thinking about well maybe we should get into it maybe we'll contact chris um let's have a coaching session and maybe we can do some product research with him or something or run some ideas that we have um Uh, so there's there's that crew and then there's people um, that are in the middle of Amazon trying to grow their business or they're stuck and they can't get a product to move or there's some issue that they've got where they, they need some help. And then there's okay. the, the rest, you know, the folks that are, that are really crushing it at the moment. So, um, yeah, okay. everything in between, man. There's no, there's no super, you know, absolutely specific avatar. Uh, okay. It's everyone. Okay. So well, uh, what do you well, got I've for got a, I've got a, a rule. So my friend Aji started a company called Atlexo. And he's mm-hmm. getting rolling on Amazon. And he asked for my like my hard and fast rules. And um, I told him initially, don't add colors or variations until you've sold a thousand units of whatever you're working on. So that's it's, cool. It's so tempting for people to be like, well, I made this. Let's make it in purple also. And Amazon's just not designed to reward niche colors. You know, it's whoever sells the thing in black is going to mm-hmm. sell thousands and that, and that's the thing. So, uh, be very, uh, conservative about the, the drive to variate and, okay. and think that you're serving customers in a new way, just by having a new color, you know, focus on real novelty, real features. That's something you did though, wasn't it? With the, with the walnut glasses before you started to, you really, you really sold those hand over fist before I made, you... I, I made that mistake because with the bamboo glasses i had light yeah. grain dark grain mm-hmm. and then i immediately tried to do like 
cherry and navy and even yellow. I'm out there trying to sell yellow sunglasses made of wood. What was I thinking? Uh, uh, what was I uh. thinking? I didn't. I didn't sell very many of those. <laughs> even with even with Kendall Jenner, those did not move. Mm. Um, so yeah, be real careful about that. Uh, All right. And then, have you heard the word langniapi? No, I haven't. Okay, let me let me make sure I get this right. All I right. think it's a French word. Okay. And it means something given as a bonus or extra gift. So okay. the, the easy example is a baker's dozen, right? You buy 12 donuts, they give you a 13th donut for free. That's right. So Woody's, uh, you buy my glasses, you get a free wood guitar pick. Now, it's not much, but you'd be surprised how nuts people go over this guitar pick. I mean, you also get a lens cloth. You also get some stickers. Uh-huh. For a while, I was putting temporary tattoos in the little box. So yeah. the little the little pouch is kind of like my Trojan horse. I can fill it full of stuff that when yeah. you open it, it's like, wow. All right, look at this little surprise. This surprise, uh-huh. this surprise. So uh, with Amazon, I really encourage people to under-promise and over-deliver. And so Magniapi sure. is like the little gift to, to yeah, set yeah. you apart. That's really clever. So that's, that's a big one. That's a big one for me. How do we spell that? L A G N I A P P E. All right. Have you got a third one for us? Well, let's see. There's a third one for the for the big sellers. Um, okay, this trick. This is this was my trick. I don't know how much this contributed to my success, but I'd, I'd give it a fair amount. So it is. If you're at a party and you meet someone, you're talking to them about your product, and they're interested and they want to help you out. So. Uh, you know, Amazon's all about getting that algorithm just right. So mm-hmm. a key is to have someone pull out their phone, open yep. the Amazon app, mm-hmm. type in the keyword you want to rank for, mm-hmm. scroll a little bit, click on your competitor, mm-hmm. then scroll down to customers who viewed this also viewed and find your product. Click that yeah, and then have them buy two or three, whatever the quantity is, and, and pay them back. That is like the clearest surest sign to amazon that this product is worth ranking over this product that is amazing what an awesome tip do you know i was talking to somebody yesterday uh who was saying that the way it's interesting i haven't actually tried this before but the way that they're launching products is with using sponsored advertising and what they're doing is they're creating product um, ads so they're advertising on competitive products having identified what they are and then discounting their product and getting sales from their web pages or their, their detail pages um, from okay. ads that are placed on those detail pages. And they, they've said that that helps them rank really, really quickly as well. So, so even if they're selling something that's not quite related to what they're searching, people are searching for, they know they can get a lot of views. If you sell on yeah. like an like a, like a Apple Lightning cable, but you uh-huh. find a way to put the product there, is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah. So let's say that you were selling Woody's. Let's say I came in and I decided I was going to try and compete with you on Amazon. I would target all of your products and put my glasses on your products uh, at, at, say, a discount of 50% cheaper than yours, for example. Now, what that shows to Amazon's algorithm, apparently, this is a theory, is that um, you've got a better product. I've got a better product than, than, say, Corey has. So um, that that then really supercharges the ranking um, 
because yeah. obviously customers seem to be more satisfied with mine than yours or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I'd like to. I'm going to try and yeah. test it out on a few clients while they're not looking. And I wonder, and I wonder how long you can do that because there's uh, there's definitely lower price versions of my product on Amazon, and yeah, I yeah, keep yeah. seeing them to to outperform them. I think there's a metric of like, you know, a re- referral fee on a forty dollar product is what six dollars, yeah, yeah. and a referral fee on a twenty dollar product is three dollars. I yep. think Amazon does have a lot of incentive to favor higher price price items. items. Yeah. Even, if yeah. similar, even if customers are converting at a higher rate on the lower, I think there's like conversion mixed with referral yeah. fee. Um, I agree that Amazon hasn't put a name to, or I haven't heard about it, but I'm, I mean, makes totally agree. Sense. And that was because in the old days, we used to be able to, you know, run those. Now, you talked to earlier about a 99% discount code. That's the way we used to launch our products, right? And yeah. every sale it was all about conversion rate and velocity of sales. And that meant then right. that we would then rank. All that stuff disappeared. So now what we've got yeah. is a you know situation where I'm with you. I think it's all about the, uh, the conversion rate and sorry, the revenue right. and, uh, and, the, and the referral fee. Sorry, someone was actually just trying to call me then in the middle of me oh. trying to talk to you. Oh, yeah. And I totally okay. missed, I was trying to concentrate on two things at once, like hang up on them. And sorry, sorry, Regina, it was a friend of mine, Regina, just called. Um, oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, so, yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that the, ref, the referral fee is something that Amazon's algorithm is definitely looking at and has been for quite a long time. So, yeah, good, good, uh, good feedback there. Corey, right. this has been amazing, dude. We've been talk- talking for almost 40 minutes and um right. it's been a wonderful episode i'm really grateful for you spending a good 40 minutes with me and 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 everybody that's listening yeah. so um hey, anything else this, this has been a ton of fun uh <laughs> I, I i found your your consulting just somewhere on the web uh I, I don't remember what i was searching for or why i was but i just i thought this seems like a really good investment to to have some time and and talk with you and in the chat we had for that hour I, I made two or three changes in my account and and it it's made a, a, a lot of difference. You know, just a, a quick thing for your audience, like there's that new feature where you can run experiments. Mm. And um, I ran an experiment on a product where I had just the glasses horizontally and the glasses at like a slight an angle, angle facing yeah. upwards. Yeah. And it made a huge impact. They said $1,500 a month in differential sales from just the angle of a product. So just everyone keep in mind, every little difference yeah adds up so yeah that was a couple of hundred dollars with me and a fifteen hundred dollar a month return i reckon yep. that's a pretty good outcome yeah i should that's have uh, got a percentage of that <laughs> just kidding <laughs> that's yeah, awesome but you also referred and have actually paid for uh a couple more folks as well so i had yeah. uh, i had a chat last uh last week i think uh, with one of your buddies as well who i'm going to get on the show because he's been he's really big on amazon conversion rate and uh, some yeah. of the tools. We, we had an amazing conversation together for an hour or so. So we're Very looking good. forward to uh, getting him on the show. Um, how do we get in touch with you, Corey, if we wanted to? Yeah, sure. My email is Corey at Woody's.com. And Easy. And I'm on Instagram at Woody's Captain. You beauty. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate your time today, man. Thanks so much. I'm grateful. I enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.